management, leadership. If you're all about that, I know that you're ready for the leaderish podcast. Hey, change your mindset because it is vital. Remembering the leader is not all about a title. It's about helping others level up, get their best. Talking about the skills, time to focus, time to represent. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the leaderish podcast. Hey, let's go. The Leaderish Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Leaderish Podcast. All season, we have been talking about those dysfunctional leadership characteristics. I did a little bit of Q&A before our final episode of the season. I had to bring in some reinforcements, y'all, okay? Because here's the thing. All of these tips and uh, strategies and the things we've been talking about mean nothing if you don't get yourself together as a leader first. So I have a guest co-host who's going to be with me today. She's a firecracker. Between her energy and my energy, you guys are going to be like, it's going to be amazing. So today, uh, Megan Miller is going to join me. She literally spent 15 years on the corporate grind, corporate hustle. And I'm not going to share all of her story. I'll let her do that. But she escaped that hustle and that grind. And now she literally is an intentional living expert. She helps women reconnect, find fulfillment, and make sure that as they're launching out into their leadership or their role in their personal life or in their career, that they know how to do it with balance and with excellence. So super excited for the conversation today. Megan Miller, welcome to the Leaderish Podcast. Dr. Brandy, you had me at the intro. I'm over here like leadership podcast. Yes, it's like right. that is like the best. That is the best intro. John James could never. Yeah, right. We have some connections in the industry, so you know we got a little little hookup. But That's you great. know, tell everybody I love your story because yeah. you are someone who literally chosen anyone who's you know listened to the leaders podcast you all know like i'm all about authenticity and so you literally are living such an authentic life but i love how candid you are about some of the slippery slopes you know some of the dark times that you've experienced when you were living inauthentically so just share with everybody your story um and kind of your background and what led you to the work that you do today yeah and I love how you say living an authentic life. I I feel that we hide behind masks all day long, right? And that is how we are cultured to live. Everything's good. I'm good. And we were raised like that. I mean, I know at least I was. Yeah. In our generation, you didn't talk about anything. You went up to your room, you dealt with it, and then you came back. You screamed in that pillow, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... For, you know, my 15 year corporate career. And actually, when I reflect back on even my childhood and upbringing, I was raised and culturalized as we all were to be the good daughter, be the good student, be the good employee. And that got me addicted to this drug of achievement. Mm, and, I love the drug of achievement. Oh, and that Ooh. drug hit me hard. Dr. Brandy. Wow. Hit me hard. And it still does. But you know, so so back to your question on on what got me there and what 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 had to happen for me to change this path was so here I am getting this promotion, the thing that was going to fulfill me, right? Running sales for a billion dollar hospitality organization. That that's the thing. Like that was my missing puzzle piece. As I, and as I'm signing the offer letter, 
you ever rise up and look down at your life almost like a movie screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I, I, how did my life come to this? I was $20,000 in debt because I thought the new handbag would fulfill me, right? Or the new That's fancy real. X, right? right? I was binge drinking every chance I got because the silence was terrifying. Yeah. Yep. And I was in a loveless relationship, but he was an attorney. So it looked good on paper. Right. Right. And I'm Your like, own oh. personal dysfunctional <laughs> sex in the city story. Like, yes. Yes. And I had yeah. no idea who I was. Mm. Um, I, I had no idea and I had no hobbies. And he gave my ex-boyfriend gave me this amazing gift. And it was a Tony Robbins CD pack. And I'm going to age myself. It Love was one Tony of those- Robbins. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it was one of those old school, like six, you remember the six pack CDs that would like fold out. And I listened to that. And I, as I heard his bellowing words, it made me realize that the only person that got me here was not my family situation. It wasn't my job. It wasn't the world. It was me. Mm. Wow. And the only way I was going to get out of that was through my actions and connecting with me. Wow. And we're never taught that. Yeah. So true. So many, like so many, I know there's so many people, but women in particular who are probably resonating with your story Mm -hmm. and this whole idea of the drug of achievement. And Mm -hmm. one of the things you mentioned, because I'm, I am a recovered overachiever and it's one of the things where you know, the things that you do become a part of your identity, Mm. you know, Mm. and it's like, I, I am not who I do. Well, who I do. Am I? I don't know. (laughs) I I am not. Well, we could go down. We we could go down that road. but (laughs) We're just being authentic here today, y'all. But I am not what I do. You know, I, who I am and what I do are two different things Mm. and who I am informs what I do, but it's, it's two different things. And so when your identity is wrapped up in that title and that role, and what I heard you saying was it actually, some of the ways that I was living impressed other people. And I have experienced that same thing where, um, particularly in my PhD program, it it takes seven years to get through a PhD program. And my friends would start to introduce me to other people and their family and their friends as like, oh, this is my friend Brandy. She's getting her PhD. You know, like that was the thing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, all right. I guess it makes, it made everyone feel good. But then I realized like, why, why are, why are we around? Who am I outside of the, the way that you are choosing to introduce me, the things I'm achieving? So with you, what was that rock solid moment? Cause I feel like we all have that moment where it's like, okay, um, something needs to change. So you mentioned signing off, you know, or having an opportunity to sign off on this promotion. You got to finish the story now. You gave us the cliffhanger. You, you didn't give us the rest. Did you take it? Did you Did you not? What was the thing that like the t- critical turning point for you? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, I, I took it. But as I, as, I, as I was taking it, I really started to lean in to these quiet whispers in my gut that I ran from yeah. for years. And we all do, right? Like that gut whisper, if it does not align with your plan or your track or what you're comfortable doing, you think to yourself, oh, hell no, I don't have time for this. And you yeah. run from it. Yeah. And it's there for a reason. And I, I always knew that I was meant for more. 
So after that promotion, it took me almost four and a half years to get to where I am today. And Dr. Brini, my my feedback to this beautiful community here is it takes time. It does. Right? We all want the quick fix. We want to pop on Amazon and get the book, pop the pill, do the thing. Right? But these things take time and it's just these small little consistent habits and micro steps to connect with yourself that'll change how you show up in every interaction. Yeah. Because you can get the new relationship, you can get the promotion, you can get the fancy car, you can get the new kitchen, you can get the fit body, but guess who's still showing up and is the common denominator? You. So deep, so deep. You know, one of the things that I struggled with as well was listening to the quiet whisper. It's, it's that little feeling when someone treats you, and I was in a dysfunctional relationship as well, you know, where someone maybe doesn't treat you well, but you go, mm, you kind of excuse it, you know. I call it dishonoring myself. Like I was in a stage in a phase of life where I literally was dishonoring myself, but upset at everyone else who was disrespecting me. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's the it's the subtle things. Like I was one of those folks who would sit, do work all day and not get up to relieve myself not get up to eat. And, and why did I do that? I dishonor myself even on that like biological level, but you know why I did it? Because when I got to catch up with my girlfriends at the end of the week and how was your day and how was your week? Girl, I didn't even eat lunch three days this week. I was so busy. You know, it was this super dysfunctional badge of honor, Mm. weird, twisted thing um, that I experienced. And it's, it was weird. Like part of my identity, like I work better than you. I work more than you. Yes. I'm more exhausted than you. And so that drug of achievement, you know, is, I love that. I just love that that's your focus and that's the starting point. Honestly, that's how you recognize anyone who's listening right now, listening to Megan's story and how she really unpacked it. You know, are you doing the same thing? Are you dishonoring yourself? Mm-hmm. So, Another thing I want to mention that you kind of said was it takes time. So I've been asked a lot, you know, how did you change? How did you do this? And, I'm, and like, just like you, it it is a progression. It's not that it took until the end of your four years to change. It was a progression yes. over time. So let me let me just ask, um, since I have you all to myself, I'm on behalf of the listeners, you know, but how how did you? bounce back you know the relationship that doesn't work the job that's unfulfilled now if you're like me you find yourself in the back of a closet you know huddled on the floor crying mine was a dumpster i would go back behind a dumpster not the dumpster though (laughs) people people taking their trash out like is it is that medicine? Is someone crying? Like, <laughs> is that recycled? Because I, I just, can I recycle though? Like, oh my God. Yeah. But like, how did you, you know, the bounce back, right? The yeah. levels of the bounce back. Okay. I made the decision. I'm, I, which is the powerful, like once you decide, like I'm just done with it, I'm through. I think many people, especially women think they have to do some leap of faith into the, but it's like, no, 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 no. There are some things that need to happen before you're ready to take any significant change or leap of faith, maybe disconnect from the relationship, maybe this. For you, how did you navigate that once you were self-aware that like, I got issues, I'm addicted to achievement? 
I love this question. Love, love, love. And we didn't even plan that. Look at us. Uh, because I, you know, we, a couple things, we all yeah. feel like it's these big leaps. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like this job. I'm quitting. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm cutting these people out of my life. Okay. I am. I'm going to go on a fast for the next three days. We set ourselves up to fail. And then when we do fail or we don't feel better, automatically we think to ourselves, you know what? I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew that this sucked and I suck. And it just, these demons in our mind just keep getting louder and louder. I actually read the other day, and I think you'll love this and the listeners will love this, 45% of the air quote decisions that we make in a day, we're not actually making it is our subconscious mind that is saying, well, you always do this. So, yes. right. It's kind of like the autofill. I have, the I have heard that. Yep. Yeah. So a couple, so a couple things, how do we start? And it's just these little tiny intentional micro steps. So it's one making time for you. And it can be something as simple, you know, Dr. Brandy, you had just said, I won't even make time to go to the restroom, which I get. But it's making time to take the 10 minutes out. And if you've always loved to write, but you haven't written in 15 years because now you're an accountant or what have you. Right. It's taking the time to just free write. Or if you always wanted to do the salsa class, it's taking the salsa class. Or for me, what really was impactful for me was taking five minutes in my morning and putting pen to paper and freeing these thoughts that I had in my mind all day and just releasing them. So I came out in the world with my thoughts, my ideas, my beliefs, not what the world told me. And that's how I began to reconnect with myself and really find out what my passion was, not what the world told me it was and not what was giving me validation. Mm. Hold on. Stop right there. Let's just pause right there because... That really is something that I've been reflecting on, you know, as I try to sort of reverse hack, you know, how I've gotten to this point, which to me is still pretty, you know, I still have a lot to, to do, um, not necessarily to achieve, but just to fulfill my purpose and why I believe I'm, you know, I'm here on earth. Right. But there's something you said, which is so powerful, which is like, we, we have to really do some self-reflection on who we are and where we got information from about who we are mm. because our identity is wrapped up in our parents and what degree they wanted us to get and maybe some things that they passed down and of course the media and society and friends and and other you know choices and things like that but I think shedding that a lot of those false identities that we've had that that's tough um and even or being it, aware I think right being aware yeah, that's the first step is like yeah. awareness of the fact, like, are you you or are you this mashup of other people's expectations, uh, uh, you know, miseducation, things you you need. You've been socialized. Right. I love what you say, culturalized, you know. Um, and so when you reflect on that, like, at least for me, I had like a little bit. Have you ever seen Inception, the movie Inception, where like with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, where they were like in dream level one, dream oh, yeah. level two. <laughs> Green level three. Like, I'm just like, y'all, I don't even know where we are. Just, you know, but there was a point in the, that movie where the realities of the dreams or whatever started to collapse on themselves. So, like, if anyone saw that movie, you remember how, like, just everything would collapse into one and crash. And so, for me, that, that awakening, that experience that you were describing, you know, of 
identifying who the real you is, shedding some of those false narratives or whatever, as you become authentic, it was like my world was crashing in because I knew the fake Brandy. I knew the fake me very well. What I what I didn't know was who I authentically was. And so two things happened with that transition. I, I would love to know if, if you have any similarities here or maybe something totally different. One thing was people around me, as I started to shed the fake me, they disappeared, right? Because they, mm. they, they were interested in the fake person who I was. Um, the inauthentic person I'll say that I that I was and 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 that's one thing yeah whole nother story the second thing though that happened was after all the shedding was done and all the self-realization I didn't even know who I was I was like I hate pink for 30 20 years I thought I hated pink now I'm like ah, I'm in the store like about to pick something out that's pink and I'm surprising myself like don't even why are, why do you like this you know this little the things to do hobbies habits where I'm like I'm learning myself from scratch and there's a quote that says um change is the essence of life be willing to surrender what you are for what you could become mm, I love that. and as poetic as that is and like that's one of my favorite quotes the reality that I want people who are listening to you today um because Meg is a straight shooter okay she's giving it to y'all real but here's here's the ugly truth and this is why you've now dedicated your life work to facilitating this process for women and for the professionals who you work with is when you are back down to square one and it's not you're not like a newborn baby that your parents mm -hmm. are socializing you and raising you, you and you have the choice and the option to make new decisions. It can feel like you're a fish out of water. It's scary because I don't even know who I am. You don't know who I am, who the new person. I also don't know where this is going. If there's a process where you're building up the new building blocks of who you are. Let me just start. I know they're just like, let Megan talk. You're just going on a whole like <laughs> No, I'm having long. my own praise be moment over her. I'm like, yes, Dr. Brandy, yes. No, but what what you know for you and just with the people who you work with, just in general, what would you say, you know, transitioning from the it's the breakdown, but now we're building back up. Yeah. What are some of those intentional moments you mentioned you know some little things that people can do and step one was the time but you know with your experience how how do you work through that because I, I think if I wasn't so maybe spiritually grounded mm -hmm. or maybe so you know tired and disgusted with my previous self I would have probably reverted back because it's hard being real in a fake world it's hard being real and losing friends it's hard being your finally your authentic self and losing favor from family. Like it's real. What Megan's yes. talking about is real. What do you have to just respond? You have a specific question. I just wanted to say that and just let you just respond and take it, you know, whatever direction. I'm so happy to, for you to say that because you and I are sitting here talking about this, but hell, this has been a seven year journey for me. Uh, well, actually, I, you know, I think my whole almost 40 years to get here. So we can sit here and have this conversation about where we are on the other side of the tornado, but the fluffing tornado is tough, man. Like yeah. it sounds easy, but it's tough. And for me, what really showed up was all of this unpacking that I had to do from a childhood. Like we talked about earlier, we never talked about anything and I'm a stuffer, man. I hate confrontation. I will stuff shit down all day long. And my whole life was stuffing things down. 
and never vocalizing, a people pleaser, chameleon mode, you name it, I had it. So for the troubles I had in this journey was all these things popping up for me that I never dealt with. The absentee father, the single mother I helped raise, the abortion I had, the married man I dated, like all of these things that I really had to unpack. And we leave shit on surface level because it's easy. So you may say to yourself, oh, I'm unhappy at this job. I need to get a new job. But is it the job or is it all these other things in your life and you're not living your truth? Can we just send the collection plate around? Every couple episodes, I just got to send the collection plate around because you are speaking my language. You have to go back. You have to take it back. Here's the thing. I found that some people are not willing to go back to the ugly, dirty, whatever, the traumatic moment, the small little micro traumatic moments, you know, of childhood or, you know, just and being able to, you know, I think two things, one, forgive themselves for maybe like, how did I not see this? You know, Mm. because I wasn't fully, I'm not sure about you, but I wasn't fully aware of how inauthentic I was. I was just like going and doing and this, you know, so it wasn't like, let me wake up today and be fake. It was just like, no, just achieve, 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 keep your head down, work, 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 busy, busy, busy. Um, Don't leave that space for silence and quietness. Mm -hmm. So I was so angry at myself when I did that kind of reflective moment back to childhood, like how stupid can you, but I also was, was uh, upset and had anger for my mom, the the single mother that just did the best with what she could and Mm -hmm. and, and did darn good. Like looking at it, you know, take the good and the bad. She did a good job. Now that we've seen some of the story play out, right. the, The father that wasn't, wasn't there. Um, that I, you know, I had, I had so many issues that I didn't even know I had, like they were so deep yes, in there that I was like, I never, cause I used to tell myself and I really did feel this way. Like my dad was never there. I have an amazing relationship with my father. He's, he's dope. That's my guy. You know, he's, he's amazing. Um, and we've had a relationship for probably 20 years now, but as a child, he wasn't around, right. but I, I used to tell myself, but really felt like, it's not like he was there and left. Like that story from like a lifetime original, like ever since the divorce, ever since, you know, daddy left us, it's like, dad was never there. So I didn't really know what I was missing at all, but it showed up in my choices in some rebellion, you know, in some relationships and things like that. So for me, it, it was tough to self-reflect at times because I didn't even viscerally like feel I was kind of like a a, you know non-emotional non certain stuff I was like I didn't really didn't really register it's not like oh I wish so I think some people who are listening the reason why I share that is for those who are listening who are so disconnected with you know you push stuff so far down Mm -hmm that you literally are confused. You're, you're listening to us and you're going, nope, I don't got, have that. Nope. I, I feel unfulfilled and I've, all the symptoms are there, but I can't think of anything. You know, I need you to really sit still and be quiet and mm-hmm. try to remember because our brains protect us. And so we push those things down and until we address those, we can't have a breakthrough. So um, shout out to you for acknowledging that, like, you you have to take it all the way back, you know? You do, yeah. And I also, I love how you talk about the power of the brain. And I, I call it the apple that lives in my mind. 
<laughs> because the, I mean, tell the, us how you really feel about because you know? <laughs> what I had realized, and this is where I gained control back in in my life, and I would love for your listeners to just take this nugget with them. So when this demon, the roommate in your mind, the ask whatever you want to call it, starts speaking to you and tells you, you know what, you suck. Don't make that call. Don't reach out to that person. You don't take that class because you're never going to get there. It's 4.30 on a Tuesday. Nah, I don't want to work out. I hate working out. Nah, I'll just eat these bag of Oreos. Whatever it is, pay just pay attention to it and lean into it. Don't run from it. Lean into it and tell that voice to shut up. It's not you. And start talking to yourself like you would your best friend. It sounds hokey as all hell, I know, but it truly no, I'm does here for work. that. I'm it here for that. Works. Yes. Wow. That's like deep. for instance, the other day, to give you a tangible story, just the other day, I'm having this moment in the spare bedroom with my candle to, you know, having talking about setting my intention for the day. And I'm having a beautiful moment with myself. And then all of a sudden, like a bolt of thunder comes down this memory I have from when I was in my 20s and I was super drunk and I fell down the steps at a party and I had to, I was yelling at people, I had to apologize, comes out of nowhere. And instead of running from it like I would for years saying, I don't have time for, to deal with this and letting it marinate in there all day, yep. I got brave and I was like, okay, like why are you, why are you telling me this? And then I, I almost just talked to it like I would my best friend. You know, I was like, hey, listen, that that memory don't go back there right now like it you are were brought to this moment in time for a reason you're good now and you didn't know better back then so i just think like giving yourself that grace and compassion let's yeah. not discount these very basic things that we show other people and we don't show ourselves i love it and i i love the strategy and i do this in my own kind of way of just talking to yourself mm -hmm. Talking to yourself, I spend a lot of time addressing those thoughts. And also, sometimes I think what we do when we kind of marinate on things too long is we will like, I'll catch myself saying something out loud in response to something that is not even really, you know, like I'd like the fact that they even thought I was going to sign that contract for, da -da 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 -da, you know, and I'm like, why are you, you know, it brings to my awareness that, you know, the Bible says out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So it brings to my awareness that there's something in there. Like this thing happened a week ago or two weeks ago, or someone's, you know, stepped on your toes about this. And the fact that you just bust out of the blue with either mm. a thought or just thinking, you know, or just speaking, like, you know, I'll be like, this is just, you know, I just start mumbling, you know, like this is while I'm, while I'm typing or it brings to my awareness that what you're saying, what you're thinking, it, it it's in your heart, you know? And so I have to be, that's usually an, a, a moment for me to pause and go, okay, what's the deal? Forgive that, let it go. What What's this about to talk through? Why are you even still thinking about this? I think, you know, one of the ways that people, I think it's stuck with, um, not being able to move fully into living intentionally as you teach is because they can get stuck in the past. So mm. they can avoid the past. Like you said, just push it down. Ooh, thought came up, drunk at the party in my twenties, whatever, push it back down or can get stuck there and let it marinate. Right. Which you chose not to do either, but it's like, let's address it. Let's be present focused and, and future focused so that we can be proactive. Um, now, what do you, you know, any thoughts on shame? 
you know, and I know that's a super high level, mm-hmm. but I feel that there's, you know, we're in a world where just statistically speaking, all of us have experienced some sort of discrimination or rejection, right? Mm-hmm. On a basic level um, of maybe hard times, you know, of second guessing ourselves. Or this, that. But because we're in this, the matrix, for lack of a better term, you know, where digital media and um, social media is uh, such a big part of our reality. Mm. I think there's shame in, you know, being authentic and having safe places to be able to share. And, you know, like, so I feel like shame and secrecy, you know, which I think is like the devil himself, like mm-hmm. secrecy really stop people from growing. And usually the secrecy is the symptom of people feeling shame. But what do you say to those listening who say, I hear you, Megan, I get it. I can, I can maybe implement some of these strategies. Okay. So I'll take some time out to do this. I'll journal through that, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in shame. I am ashamed at the fact that I'm X amount years old and still dealing with this. I'm ashamed that I have this unsavory habit I'm ashamed that I've been faking that my marriage has been on point and I hate my current situation. You know, I'm ashamed that how my children behave in public because I it, it, it's just, you know, representation of how in our household things are out of whack. What what's that first step yeah. to dealing with the shame? Yeah. And this is a great question because as we had talked about earlier, Dr. Brandon, we said living behind these masks. We all do in the world of social, the people you interact with every day, everyone's living behind a mask because it's how we've been culturized. I'm good. It's good. As long as I look good and I got the good car and I got the good job and I dress good, it's good. And you can be dying on the inside, but we don't share those vulnerable moments because that's not how we've been culturalized. So my first thing to each and every one of these listeners is we all have a tribe around us. You might not think you do, but you do. We all have people that love and care about us and want the best from us and are also struggling as well. I lived in a very lonely, lonely, dark world, disconnected and in my own cocoon because I thought it was easier that way. Whereas now I can look back and think I made life 10 times harder on myself because I did not think that I could rely on other people and share other people my truth. And I'm telling you, when you let that mask down and you become vulnerable, other people will share their vulnerability with you and it'll give you this comfort that you're not struggling alone. So true. So good. It's so, so good. I I literally um, used to keep people around me that needed me. Right. They called me. Hey, girl, real quick. I need some advice. Hey, girl, you know, like I was that resource for everyone. Can you send me this? I know you look, you did all the work for it. But since you already have accomplished, can you just send that to me so I can use this? And I realized one day I don't even know what happened, but I needed I was just having a breakdown. (laughs) Like and I needed some support. And I literally looked at through my phone book and text messages and could not call. And there was no one, the few people that I thought like, not my first choice, but I'm so desperate. I just need to talk to someone, at least just to vent. They didn't answer nor call me back in like a Mm. timely manner. And then everyone else, I just was like, 
ill. Like I can't call them. And I did it to myself. So I was stuck mm-hmm. in this weird, resentful place where until I, until I self-reflected and say, what the heck, how is it that there's nobody that you can call to just like give you some sort of comfort? But I did that to myself because my identity was tied up in being the resource, being the this, you know? So for those of you who are thinking, um, Megan, you're a liar. I don't have a tribe. There actually is nobody here. I literally, just like Dr. Brandy, you know, feel the same way. I want you to catch what Megan said because there's a prerequisite for that tribe being revealed to you. It's you being vulnerable. It's you being authentic. See, I wasn't showing up as if I ever needed any help. So I trained my friends to never even check in because I was, you know, fake superwoman, you know, all the time. And so that wasn't a part of our relationship. I didn't allow myself to be helped. You know, I didn't even like compliments. You know, I went through a phase where I I cringed at a compliment. I, Mm. I wasn't in a place of receiving And so for those of you that are listening to what Megan is saying, what the subtle thing, and she's been alluding to it, and it's a theme throughout the whole conversation, but at the end of the day, you know, you need to get very, you know, clear about making that choice, being intentional and understanding that once that happens, you know, all of the things that you need are going to come to you. It's yes. like the teacher, what is, what is that saying? That quote, like the teacher appears when the student is ready. So you're, you're saying, where's the help? Where's the help? Well, are you in a posture of receiving? Um, and once you do that, I think it's like takes things to the next level. And you, like you said, your, your tribe, what you're calling a tribe, but your network, your support, your, you know, whatever people may call it. They were there for me. They were there all. Someone asked me the other day, I was on a different podcast interview um, on their podcast. And they said um, something to the effect of like, when you shed all, you know, the inauthenticity and da, 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 and you made a transition, how did you find new friends? And I said, well, first of all, you know, the friends that weren't ideal for me, they kind of disappeared, which was fine. Right. right. Different seasons, different strokes, different folks, you know. But I said, oddly enough, the people that were my new friends were there the whole time. Yes. Yes. They were sitting there the whole time. They just weren't able to be in their rightful position because of how I was setting up the dynamic. And so for some of you, there are people right around you and they may even see you and notice that you're out of balance, that you're drowning a little bit, but there, they will be there. They will hold you up. Um, and people are not perfect and we can't, we can't, I mean, you may want to say something about this, Megan, but I believe that we can't pressure others to be our emotional support friends, emotional support dog, animal blanket, like, you know, like they, we, they can do what they can do. And we want to, um, friends around us who can give us emotional support, but we can't dump our emotional baggage on those around us and kind of, um, feel some type of way because they can't fully support us where sometimes you need to just like, you need God, you need Jesus, or like you need therapy, you know what I'm saying? Or like you need something else. So I just wanted to make that caveat because there's a fine line between being, I think, open to help and being vulnerable and authentic and finding that, that tribe and being supportive and creating those type of relationships, then creating, I would say a dysfunctional relationship where you are like, oh, now I'm willing to receive help, but it's turning into being needy. 
Uh, and I know that's a whole nother episode. So I hope you all, and I'm just kind of, this came to my mind. So maybe I'm not articulating this as, as um, I'm not saying this as articulately as I could, but for those people who are really stressed and struggling, I think you have to be mindful of understanding the who in your tribe can help you with different aspects of that support. Like I have some people that like when it's Mayday, Mayday, I'm calling them up like right. for real. But there are others where they're going to give me a different level. There are levels to that emotional support, that career support, professional support, whatever, psychological support. Um, but yeah, you know, when it when it comes to everything you just you just mentioned, I love that. And you said we all have a tribe around us. I wrote it in my notes. So, okay. I've been rambling. I feel like I'm just like talking and I keep forgetting we're on a podcast. So as I love we wrap it. up, Megan, what do you want everyone to know about, you know, taking the leap, taking the next step? Yeah. You know, I'm going to use some of my social capital with you because, you know, we're buddies. We're business we buddies. We sure are. Um, and... Come on, give us some, unlock some of the paid content. You know, what's something you tell your clients? What's in the intake meeting? Because I yeah. know that they're getting amazing results with you. What's something that, you know, outside of this podcast access, maybe they wouldn't unless they, you know, become a client of yours. No, but what's that assignment? What's the thing we can take as homework as we wrap up the discussion, you know, to, to take that first step or that next step to, living an intentional life. Yeah. God, you know, listen, we could have a whole nother episode around that, but I would say that when I think of the top three things that you can start to do tangibly to connect with yourself, live your own authentic truth and get to know the person that you've been ridiculing, silencing and letting the world bully over yourself are, are three key things. One, making time for you. And that can be the simplest thing. You know, sometimes it's the simplest things that we know we should do that we never do that have the biggest impact. It's all about the basics. When you talk to any high performer or any athlete, they'll tell you all the same. It's all about mastering the basics. And that is just making the time to get to know yourself, which is spending a few minutes free riding in the morning. Maybe lacing up the sneakers and going for a walk outside in nature before you start scrolling the emails, start scrolling social. It is taking some time to do an act of service for someone else, writing your colleague that note that says, hey, you killed it last week, texting your girlfriend and saying, hey, I'm just thinking of you. That gives you these authentic dopamine hits that have you more energized in life. It is keeping those promises to yourself. So when you told yourself when you woke up that you wanted to spend 10 minutes outside today off the screen, dialing into that book that lights your soul on fire, but it's growing dust on the nightstand because you never make time for it because you put yourself last on the task list. It's keeping that promise. And then the third thing is doing it consistently. Life is hard, guys. It's easy for us to sit here in this virtual community and share these things with you, but things are tough. Things get in the way. You will get knocked down, but it's showing up consistently every day, making time for yourself, keeping that promise to yourself and doing it consistently. Wow. 
Shout out to you. I love this. I love I love everything. You. I, I mean, I receive it because, you, you know, the work that you're doing is going to set so many people free and give them permission to to live intentionally and to, to just. Oh, I love that permission. This is your permission slip, guys. Dr. Brandy and I have yes. written you a permission slip yes. to, to connect with the most important person in your life yourself. And it's the one we're never taught how to trust and lean into. And I, Dr. Brandy, I love when you said changing lives because I lived in such a lonely, lonely, dark world for so long, doing all the things that were supposed to make me happy and they didn't. And I felt just so alone and I never want another individual to feel that way. Hence this movement, hence what you're doing, hence our tying our boats together and using our powerful voices because we all have one. We all I do. love it. I love it. And be and be unapologetic about mm. using it, period. You know, I think the enemy, as we say in the church world, you know, the enemy, he'll muzzle you first. He knows if he can keep you silent and quiet, he won't be able to share your testimony. And so mm. thank you, Megan, for blessing us on the Leader Ish podcast. We got to do like the after show, some Q&A. We're yes. going to collaborate. Yes, we are. Do something, do a little event or something uh, for everybody Tell them where they can catch you um, and anything you have going on that you want them to be aware of. Yes. Yes. So welcome to the community, guys. We are open to all. So go to just have Megan, M-E-G-A-N hyphen Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.com. That'll take you to the podcast. You can sign up for our Micro Step Monday community, which we drop a little Micro Step every Monday to kickstart your week with just a way you can connect with yourself. There's also the Instagram community over there. So just head over there, check us out. And uh, congratulations for taking the past 30, 40 minutes to listen to us and to show up for you because that's a big step. Awesome, guys. That was amazing. Please make sure to check out everything Megan's doing. We'll have all of the links and the connections uh, for you. And as always, you got to tune in and subscribe to the Leader Ish podcast. It's only getting better. Thank you all for tuning in today. I'll see you on the next episode.